just go ahead and, and it's not a continuation from last week's message. If you weren't able, if you weren't able to um, come to Wednesday night service, please get that part two of it's the most wonderful time of the year, then you have to deal with toxic people. So we just got you ready in case you, um, you're traveling or whatever. And my wife corrected me on something that we'll be here next Sunday, which is still, that's our last Sunday. So um, thank you for mentioning that. So let's continue to give faithfully. And don't forget, we do rely on Wednesday night's offering. So please, if you would, um, sow that time as well. But what I want to say today is not only it's the most wonderful time of the year, I want to give you the reason it's the most wonderful time of the year. You know, everything you look at, uh, wherever you go, you're seeing themes of peace and joy and celebrations, nativity scenes. Hopefully, Jesus is in the manger. There are some people, though, that they believe always leads to eternal life to God the Father. But no, it's not. And we'll talk about that. Let's never take the nativity scene out of Christmas. My goodness. That's the reason it's the most wonderful time of the year. And it can be wonderful every single day as we walk and do life. I know in, uh, in our neighborhood, my wife started a trend of blinkies. We know what blinkies are? Blinkies? They blink. Uh, I mean, it, it, whatever, it seems like whatever we do as a family, it's not like, it's like supersize that meal. So we have blinkies on all, two big trees in our <laughs> neighborhood. I mean, you go down this street and all of a sudden you see <laughs> a lot of light over that way. It's very pretty. But anyway, this time we get to spend time with, with close friends and, 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 and some of you, as a matter of fact, I um, received a response in what I'm getting ready to do right now. There's an individual came up to me and said, thank you so much for praying for those people that right now is not such a great time because they're facing the first time without that loved one that went to heaven. You know, we need to remember that our celebration, some people are going through some challenges. And, and you know what, it's, it's uh, one of the reasons why we go through challenges with our loved ones in heavens, because we don't see what they see. And you know, when they see what they see in heaven, they honestly do not want to come back. They're in a better place. But on this side, on this side of heaven, we're going to miss them, but we'll see them soon. You remember, as, as um, we taught you before, but for a Christian, your last breath on earth is your first breath in heaven. For us as Christians, when someone pass away, passes away, it's not goodbye, it's see you later. So let's pray over folks that might be in that position this morning. Father, we pray over all those at Harvest Church and all those extended family members and relatives. We just pray over our domain, that everyone that is facing the first Christmas, or a sensitive Christmas, or they're facing bad memories of Christmas, God, I'm asking you, 
Help us to turn our attention to Jesus. And I call every burden in Jesus' name be removed from your life. Every yoke be destroyed from your life. Certainly, certainly we'll go through a healthy process of, of grieving. But God, I thank you for your grace through that process. And I thank you that we can, we can see and look into what you say about heaven. So Father, I ask you to heal the brokenhearted today in their mind, the will, their emotions, so they can enjoy the most wonderful time of the year because of Jesus' birth. Amen. But that um, person who, who approached me said, thank you so much. I, I was just ministered so much. I was really set free because of that prayer. Come on, let somebody say, thank you, Jesus. You know, during this time, we get to spend time with families again. Maybe you have a favorite tr tradition, and, and, um, but I know in our family, the things we like to do over the holidays, well, before the holidays, well, before the summer, well, we're just going to leave up our decorations all year round. But I know for our household, we pick up the tree sooner than ever before, <laughs> and, and we bring the boxes down for my wife, and, and, and she, she loves decorating, and um, so I'm just her helper. And, uh, but anyways, these, these are wonderful things, beautiful, and you know, you, I was going to say, you know, my wife works so hard, so we want to put it out sooner and take it down later. Are you alive? Come aside. All right. Then you see classic Christmas shows. We like claymations. There's so much to to. What's your favorite? What's your favorite movie or claymation? Wonderful time. What? Wonderful life. It's wonderful life. Well, y'all need to go take a nap after this service. Um, you know how about how about. Uh, Anyway, all the claymations. But then, you know, during this time, we also like to go to new movies. There's always new movies being launched at this time. Has anybody seen Spider-Man? Raise up your hand if you have. Is it worth going? Yes, yes, yeah. You're going to go again? Okay. Yeah, there was a lot, and I'm not going to give any spoilers away. But anyway, we, we do. We like to do movies and just hang out and watch shows and just be together and just slow down for a little bit. These, all, they, these are all great. These, these um, parts of Christmas are all great, but there's, there's just so much more. In Luke 2, in verse 8 through 14, it says, There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon me, upon me, upon them. And the glory, it does upon me too. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Don't fear, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Uh, part of our tradition was when the kids were little, and I think we need to get, you know, a video or two, maybe show that, uh, when they were little, but we made sure that before Christmas happened, we made sure we got a Christmas cake for Jesus. We sang, you know, we sang happy birthday to Jesus. The morning of Christmas, I would get up and I would say, guys, we're not going to go 
go to the presence right now. We're going to sit on the staircase and, and, and let's talk about the real reason for today. And, and just tell, tell us what you're thankful for. Now, you know, we, you know they're wanting to get those presents. But we, we, we want to just, not, don't hold them long now because you don't have an audience with them. But anyway, just a little bit. And just keeping Jesus in the center of everything. And it's just, it's a good thing to do. The message translation says, the angel said, don't be afraid, I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody, say everybody. Everybody. Where? Worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town. A Savior who is the Messiah and Master. The reason this is the most wonderful time of the year is it represents the time that the Word of God, that God was sent to Mary through the virgin birth to take on flesh, and the Word became flesh, dwelt amongst us as our Savior, was tested in every single way we were tested. He didn't sin one time. So he could die for all the times we had sinned. We had a death penalty upon our life. The wages of sin is death. Free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. I thank God he died for us when we didn't even deserve it. Because he was innocent, he vicariously was able to die for all the times we were guilty. He went to the cross for us. He went to hell for us. He rose from the dead for us. He's alive today, and he ever liveth uh, to make intercession for us. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And, And I'm so thankful today. When I think about Christmas gifts, when I'm on the receiving end, by the time Christmas comes, somebody paid the price for my presence. Because it's a, it's a, it's a gift. The sooner we can realize that salvation is a gift that we cannot earn, he already paid for, all we have to do is go to the Christmas tree, find your name, receive it, and take that gift. Same thing is with healing. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with Jesus' stripes we were healed. That's a package under the tree. Just because Jesus died for our sickness and our sins doesn't mean it comes upon us accidentally. No, through faith we receive him. Through faith we receive the promises of God. Through faith we receive the gift of salvation, the gift of healing, the gift of righteousness, the gift of peace, the gift of sound mind. Come on, the gift of having the mind of Christ, the gift. And that's why it's... By grace, through faith, we receive the promises of God. Luke 2, 12 says, And this sign shall be unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Heaven's orchestra, heaven's Angels, heaven's music, 
And they're all saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, good will toward men. Read verse 14 with me. Ready? Read. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, good will toward men. What does it mean on earth, peace? It means the Prince of Peace had just been born on earth to give us access to the only way we will get peace is through Jesus Christ. You know, I, I like Tanglewood Lights. We do this. We, we, we have fun with the, the shows and the movies and all that kind of stuff. But, but I'm also still in touch with my father daily saying, thank you for your son. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us enough to leave heaven to leave, to leave your position in the Godhead, to come down. He still was God, but he put aside his divine privileges, and he became flesh, dwelt among us. So important that we realize that he lived innocent so he could die for all of our guilts, past, present, and future. Howard Thurman said, when the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. And what is that work? To find the lost. To find the lost. I'm saved. And I'm telling you what, I have so, such big, just big in me to somewhere on our prayer guide or something, we need to make sure that, hey, I'm, I'm going to keep one eye on eternity and I'm going to take a few of these cards, and there's somebody that could be breathing their last breath today. There's somebody that, that, that needs to be hearing what we hear on a, on a weekly basis. I charge you, bring a family, plug a family in this year. I'm go, I'll, do more, I'll do more than you. And I don't go out there telling them I'm the pastor except for if I got a fish on the hook. Because then I, you know, I invite them to church. I said, you know what? We know the pastors personally. I mean, they are authentic. They're awesome. Man, um, the, the, the pastor is just, what? <laughs> Did you say off? Oh, thanks a lot. Okay, so the pastor's off, and his wife is so beautiful. Amazing. Their kids, and by that time, I'm saying, hi, we're the pastors. We like, we like people, to, you know what, you're not going to sell something you don't believe in. You're not going to sell something you're excited about. If we really believed someone without Christ could die in their sins and go to a wretched place called hell, and I, I tell, if we really believe that, who's our close friend? We don't want them going. But our family members. What about in our world? You might not be your perfect labor for your family, but God send perfect labors into the harvest to my kids. And, and you know what? Then God's going to send, send you to someone else's kids. Man, I feel evangelism is coming on. It's on me. It's, it's on this church. It's so easy to invite people to this church. Just be excited. Don't be like, oh, hey, maybe. You probably don't want to. 
But here, here's a card my pastor made me hand out. <laughs> Listen, folks, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost. Luke 19.10 says, for the Son of Man has come, what? To seek and to save that which is lost. The real reason Jesus came was to heal the brokenhearted, to feed the hungry, to release prisoners that are bound, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among brothers, to make music in the heart. And we are to present the kingdom culture. There's every race here. There's every age here. And we treat each other the same because we are. We're children of God, and if you're a child of God, you have the same father I do. Why in the world would I, would I exalt my culture over the kingdom? Amen. When you exalt your culture, it's going to bring division. We can celebrate different aspects of our cultures, but if we're not careful, we don't have the right. We have freedom of speech, but we don't have freedom to divide. I appreciate the elements that are, that are, you know, good about each of our cultures, but I'm not going to go to the very negative thing of what divides and has schisms and has division. The Word says where, where that can be found, the enemy is going to come in, steal, kill, and destroy, and you'll have every evil work under the sun. My house, this church, my domain, all those I oversee in our region is good and pleasant. We dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment that flowed from the head all the way through the body, the anointing flowing, removing every burden, destroying every yoke. God said, when I can find a place, when I can find a people that's united, I will command my blessing. I will command favor. I will command you. I will command the blessing upon your life that you're empowered to prosper. God's love for mankind is, seems to be louder during this Christmas as far as me and my house and this ministry. Come on, who's the real reason for the season? Who's the real reason for the season? I wish somebody would raise up their voice like you mean it. Who is the reason for the season? Jesus, he is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the one that was, the one that is, and the one that is to come. Jesus is coming soon, folks. And I'm glad I'm saved, but I'm not glad others aren't. Matthew 121 says, she will give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus. The Lord is salvation, for he will save his people from their sins. Everything again, past, present, and future, all points to Jesus, his birth, and certainly his death, and certainly the resurrection of the dead, because he was innocent. He died for our guilt. And on the third day, once he paid the price for our death penalty, he was raised from the dead. Jesus is alive. And Jesus is the way, 
Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. Listen online. Listen wherever you are. He is the only way to heaven. If you serve any other God, you are not going to heaven. He is the way. He's not a way. You don't have a choice of how to get to heaven. He's the one that God sent, lived innocent. He's the one that died on the cross for our sin, took on our spiritual death. He's the only one that God raised from the dead. He's the only God alive and gives life and gives it more abundantly. Billy Graham said the very purpose of Christ's coming into the world was that he might offer up his life as a sacrifice for the sins of men. He came to die. This is the heart of Christmas. Wow. We're talking about the reason. It's the most wonderful time of the year. During Christmas, again, we celebrate Jesus. And you know what? There could not have been a lamb slain unless there first had been a lamb born. This commemorates his birth. John 129 says, John saw Jesus coming to him and said, Look, here's the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Stanley Jones says, we do not defy the reality of death. There's once a time for us to die. We're like, our life is like a vapor in comparison to eternity, which is forever. We just have a little vapor, vapor, or vape, of, what do you say? Vapor. I'm thinking something like vaping. <laughs> Well, anyway, that smoke, it's about as long, long as our time frame is compared to eternity. Many times in history, a baby has become a king. But only once in history did a king become a baby. What a great plan of redemption. Jesus' human birth in Bethlehem was not his beginning. He's the self-existent one that always existed. That's Jehovah. Psalm 90 and 2 says, Before the mountains were born or brought forth the earth, the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. We have God the Father in the Trinity, God the Son seated at his right hand in a glorified physical body, and then God the Holy Spirit. We are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. I can't wait. My wife's going to do a series on Wednesday nights on that this coming year. You do not want to miss that. It will change your life. Second to salvation, being filled with the Holy Spirit changed my life where I could have power to walk away from that mess and those people and I want them to come along I try to have them come along but when you first start out and you walk with God you got to have some power not just to be a witness but for yourself to overcome and never go back again Job 36, 26 says, how great is God beyond our understanding the number of his years it's past finding out that's what makes God, God. Again, God came to the earth to purchase our redemption. And I do want to give you a sort of a, 
a definition of redemption. Redemption is deliverance of sinners from the penalty of their sin through their murder of God against whom we sinned. Deliverance of sinners from the penalty of sin, which is death, through their murder of the deity against whom they sinned. Boy, that's love at a different level than the world walks in. But guess what? That same love has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit, and we can treat people right no matter if they treat us wrong. Talking about Jesus, that baby was why the angels declared good tidings. That baby would produce within us great joy, become our peace and everlasting Savior. Think about your darkest moment you faced on this earth without Jesus. At that moment, he became your light. He is the light of the world. That baby in Bethlehem was eternal, ever-existent. He dressed himself in human flesh so he could dwell among men and purchase our salvation. Christmas, what makes Christmas? What's the reason Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year? Again, say it with me. His name is Jesus. God made a way to heaven through Jesus. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am what? There are all kinds of movie stars, all kinds of sports, all kinds of talk show hosts and different things like that. They all want to claim Christianity, but they say, but you find your own way because everybody will end up to the same place. Wrong. I'm going to repeat it again. There's only one way to heaven. His, his name is Jesus. There, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can uh, come to the Father except through Jesus. Acts 4.12 says, There is salvation in and through no one else, for there is no other name under heaven among men by in which we must be saved. There's not, there's not multiple choice here. You better get dogmatic on that belief system. And get dogmatic, not saying mean, but you got to know what you believe and believe what you know and, and, and find out what the Word says about these different things. Because Jesus is also with us on earth to help us through the Holy Spirit today. John 10.10 says the thief only comes to do what? He's trying to steal from you, kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may enjoy and have it in abundance to the full, to its overflowing. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful and Counselor. He's the answer to every single question you have right now. He's the mighty God, everlasting Father of eternity. He's the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Man, I'm so thankful I'm saved today. And one of my greatest priorities in life 
is to help others come to Jesus as well. When people are drawn to us because of God's hand upon our life, we're just going to tell our story. And you relate with them. Say, I know exactly where you are. I was like that too. This is, this is when God reached out to me. And I, when I received him, everything changed. Everything changed. When we come to celebrate the reason for Christmas, in the place of darkness, he's given us light. In the place of fear, he's given us love. In the place of worry, he's given us peace. Instead of punishment, he's given us the righteousness of his son. We celebrate his coming. We adore him. We worship him. He is our mighty God. He's our wisdom, our deliverer. He's the word of God, the advocate, the provider, the great I am. He's the helper. He's the savior. He's wonderful counselor, lamb of God, Lord of hosts, root of David. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's our healer, the son of God, chief cornerstone, king of kings, chief shepherd, our strength and song, righteous judge, the son of righteousness, with healing in his wings, resurrection and life, Alpha and the Omega. He is the light of the world. John 8 says, and when we receive Jesus, the Word of God says, we become born of light, children of light. We wear the armor of light. We walk in the light as he's in the light. He came to bring us light, the glorious light of the gospel. And in conclusion, John MacArthur, I like to read all kinds of different good articles when I'm preparing. I read this after him. He said, the next time Jesus comes, it's going to be different. First time Jesus came, he came veiled in the form of a child. Jesus was willing to shed all his visible visible attributes and dress himself in the clothing of a human being. He was manifested in the flesh as a baby in Bethlehem. But the baby was the eternal, ever-existent God, Almighty, who came to us in human flesh so that he could dwell among men and purchase our salvation. That is the true story of Christmas. And parents, I ask you, almost beg you, keep Christ in the middle of Christmas. It's a reason. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Jesus is the greatest gift of all. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, he died for us. So in Christ, sin is canceled. Death is defeated. Christ reigns. Hope is fulfilled. Forgiveness is extended Christmas is not just all about parties, it's all about pardon. Thank God we've been pardoned from our sin. Jesus bore our sin debt forever. Your heart can become new if you receive him. Eternity is bright glory to the newborn king. When Jesus was about to leave the earth, once he was resurrected from the dead, he said in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives you, I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. 
And John 16, 33 says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace, perfect confidence. In the world you have tribulation, in trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, be certain, be undaunted. Why? For I have overcome the world and I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. And that's why the word says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every time that rise up against us in judgment, he's given us authority to rule and reign on this earth. He said, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Church, go now into all the world to preach the gospel. He said, these, he, he said that I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and now nothing shall by any means hurt you. You need to know you have an adversary, an enemy. His name is Satan, but he's a fallen angel, and God has given us the authority to command him to stop. Even though you have the power just operating in your authority, when the enemy tries to lie to your mind, you say, devil, stop. Wish I had that stop sign, Kurt. Sort of like that stop sign that a police uses, directing traffic. That's like the authority that we use when we say, you know what, devil, that's enough. Stop it in Jesus' name. That person who has the stop sign trying to stop a car is not powerful enough to stop that car, but he has the authority, and he just easily uses that authority and says, you stop, and you go right, and you go left. Devil, just get out of here in Jesus' name. But also, our authority is no better than the power that is behind it. Oh, glory to God. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We pre, we, come on now. We, we have the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who sits in the epicenter of all power. That's the power behind us. Oh, be filled with the Holy Spirit if you're not. So Jesus is the Savior. I want to ask you, if you haven't, receive him. Jesus is a great shepherd. Begin to follow him. Jesus is a king. Serve him. Jesus is my strength whenever I'm weak and my hope. He's everything I need. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you that we are just going to continue to celebrate Jesus, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. But there never could have been a lamb slain unless there had been a lamb born, innocent, spotless. With all heads bowed, just a moment of prayer. If if you don't know today for sure, if you were to die, if you don't know for sure that you'd get to heaven, I want to pray a prayer with you. You'll stay right at your seat. I just want to make this. I want to pray this prayer with you. It would be my honor, be my privilege, and it would be a wonderful, great gift that you give to God. You just give him yourself. I want you to go ahead and begin to raise your hand right now. Say, please, 
Pastor Colm, would you include me in this prayer? I'm here. I, I, I know I need Jesus. I know I need a different lifestyle than I've come from. And thank you. Don't you be bothered by someone on the right or someone on the left and, and even some that would scoff. The only way that will get you to heaven is Jesus. And the only way that will keep you out of heaven is rejecting him. When the Spirit of God's drawing him to you, presenting him as Savior, and yet you reject it. There's a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shun. Heaven, it was a place God created for all those who receive him. He wants everybody to be saved. And no one come to that place of death beyond the grave, spiritually dead, dark, in a place called hell. There is a place called hell. Did not intend for any one of us to go there. Will you receive him? Will you raise up your hand? If you find yourself in that position, say, Pastor Coyne, I'm going to raise my hand now. I, I, am, I am just, thank you. I, I need Jesus. Or I want to confirm for sure, bear witness in my heart that Jesus is my Savior and I'm going to heaven. Let's everybody pray this prayer out loud with me. Say it with me. God, I believe Jesus is your son. I believe he died on the cross for all my sin. And I believe on the third day you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus, you are Savior of the world and you are Lord of the world. But I want, I want, you to, I want to receive you as a gift. And right now, I repent. It means I change from those old ways and habits and destructive patterns. And I ask you to forgive me, God, for all that of my past. But now, Father, I ask you, and I ask your son, Jesus, to come into my heart. I receive you as my Savior, and I confess you as my Lord. Thank you. I'm now what the Bible calls born again. Thank you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and prepare our hearts to receive communion. We're going to seal everything by taking communion today. If you have a very light shirt, you want to extend your arms and peel those tabs. <laughs> see a better way to conclude this service than communion. So wonderful when you receive Jesus, the word says you become a whole new creation. You become a person that never existed before. You're a child of God. And now you want to walk with him all the days of your life and get the will of God done. Enjoy life, sure, but you get the will of God done. You have a purpose. Lift up the bread in your right hand, if you would. I'm going to quote a scripture over it. The bread denotes Jesus' body being broken for us. Let's break it. 
and he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. As we eat this bread, let's thank God. We believe we receive healing from the top of our head to the sole of our feet, and the healing power of God begins to work mightily in us or continues to work if you already have prayed. Let's thank God for it now. Sorry to ask this right now. Does everybody have communion? Or do, we, or do we need to get you one real quick? You need one? You good? All right. Anybody else? Sorry about that. But the juice represents the shed blood of Jesus. The word says, without remission of, I mean, without the shedding of blood, there would be no remission of sin. That word remission means wiping out as though it never existed. When you receive Jesus for the first time, you become a whole new person. You, you don't even have a past anymore. Side up with what he says about you. And you'll come into a whole new beautiful walk in life. But the blood of God was shed. What can wash away my sin? What can make me whole again? Come on, as we drink this juice, let's thank God that we've been redeemed. Thank God we've been forgiven. Thank God we are clean. In Jesus' name. Would you stand up with us, please? We're going to sing a little song, and then I'll come and dismiss you.
child was born. For unto us a son was given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And he shall be called Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel. Hallelujah. What's his name? What's his name? The risen King. that it's the most wonderful time of the year come on what's his name Jesus listen as you dismiss I want to have some prayers up here because we all love to pray for you if you're here today say man I really need some individual prayer we're going to have some prayer workers waiting for you as you dismiss from the sanctuary I saw some hands that were lifted up to receive Jesus and so before you reach those doors, you can go right or left, but it says, I have decided. We've got some information for you. If you have any questions, if you're new to the ministry, uh, you can see the information table. And remember, if you want to give me a gift this Christmas, the greatest gift that I would love to see is us winning one family to the Lord this year. That would be, that would be just absolutely amazing. This world needs truth. Amen. Anything else? Oh, yeah. And if you don't mind, just take your communion elements. They're going to receive um, uh, that in the trash back that way. They have a bucket. And hey, guess what? We'll see you after, the day after Christmas. Let's come in and worship Jesus again. God bless everybody. Merry Christmas. Have a great afternoon. Enjoy your week.